Do 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 love and light. Do 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 love and light. Do 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 love and light. Welcome to Jesse's world. You'll feel alright. Thanks so much for tuning into episode twenty-seven of Jesse's World podcast, where we are dedicated to helping people connect with, nurture, and grow their inner gifts achieve self-empowerment, and enjoy a life of love, light, and authenticity, and abundance, of course. Who doesn't want abundance? Okay, so we inspire leadership and encourage legacy building that improves human lives and our world. Big things popping over here, folks. We doing big things. If you're upwardly mobile, a go-getter, and committed to improving yourself and your life, then this is the podcast for you. I am your host, Jessica Vibes with a Z, bringing you your weekly episodes every Sunday or so, you know, around there. So um, to help accelerate your personal and professional development journey, we really focus on personal and professional, professional development here. I have a strong background in both that spans decades at this point. And um, we're really doing transformative work. So tune in, tap in, come in regularly and work on yourself. This is your break for you. Be sure to follow me, your host, Jessica Vibes on Instagram and follow the show at Jesse's World XO. Okay. All right. The key to growth is to learn to make promises and then to keep them. Okay. The key to growth is to learn to make promises and then to keep them. That is a Stephen Convoy quote. Today's topic is all about the promises we make. Okay. And the promises that we do not make to ourselves. Why we promise, what we promise, and why those promises are important, okay? And why we don't make them if we don't make them. And if we do make them, why we don't keep them sometimes and what impact that has on us. So buckle up, folks. This is a serious episode. I'm trying out a new format. So I want your feedback. I've refined it for the, you know, the 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 new it's not a new year anymore because, you know, we're, we're into it. But yeah, new energy, new light, more life, you know. I just refined it. So, I mean, DM me at Jessica Vibes. Let me know what you think about this format as opposed to the last, okay? Um, so, after we are going to work on developing the muscle of making and keeping our promises to ourselves, Uh, both in our personal and our professional lives, okay? And we do this more and more, as we do this more and more, we develop excellent success habits, okay? And even improve our ability to confidently make commitments to others and to fulfill those commitments, deepening our relationships and improving our overall quality of life. Are you ready for another epic transformative process? Let's get into it. Okay, but first, uh, 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 you weren't going to get off that easy, guys. But first, you already know, 
Tessie Dip on the scene. Okay. <laughs> it's Tessie time. I have so much fun with you guys. It is Tessie time. Okay. That's right. This is one of those coveted episodes where Tessie time is dip on us. Okay. And uh, you're not ready for this, fams. You're not ready, but you're going to get it the same way. Okay. Today's Tessie time topic is misinformation. I said it. Misinformation. Don't go away because you've overheard the word. Stay with me because I'm going somewhere different. Okay. Yes. Long before we had the term fake news floating around, we had old adages self-defeating quotes, limiting beliefs, and general mind poison. And no one called it out. It was just kind of accepted. I remember many of these adages and quotes and limiting beliefs being repeated by my grandmother to me and probably by her mother to her and her mother to her. Um, but we're in a new, a new day and age and we're going to call it out. We're going to name it. And we're going to call it out. We're going to shine a light on it because that's what you do when the boogeyman shows up. You shine a light on him and then vamos, he disappears. Okay, honey. And you already know my brand is love and light. So let's turn the lights on. Okay. This saying, a promise is a comfort to a fool. A promise is a comfort to a fool. Um... While I understand the essence, which is you want to, you know, like seeing is believing you want to, you want to know, you know what I mean? Do it. Don't say it. Like I get what it's getting at. It is often misunderstood and it's often taken as don't trust anyone or their promises ever. Okay. And that's just too cynical of an outlook for me to accept. Well, humans by nature are flawed and therefore will not, even if entirely good intentioned, be able to fulfill every promise that they make. The view that then no one should ever make or accept a promise lowers the bar and expectation as humans for other humans and sometimes for ourselves, okay? Um, and to an accept unacceptably low level, like it's just, why would we want to live in a world where we can't trust that most of the time, if someone says something, they're going to do it. And unless this person is just infamous for breaking promises, in which case send them over to Jesse's world, look at them all fixed up because we are going to learn how to keep our promises today. Um, especially to ourselves, cause that is where it starts. But yeah, no, this whole promise is a comfort to a fool is one of those limiting sayings, old adages, beliefs that it's like there's more depth there. You know what? Maybe a promise from somebody who's broken it a thousand times might be a comfort to a fool and that person can even change. Okay. But at the end of the day, most humans do try their best. I want to believe. Okay. Growing up, I would hear adults say, um, around me kind of in response to a request. So can you do this or can you do that? I would hear adults say, I'll try, but I'm not making any promises. I'll try, but I'm not promising anything. Okay. 
by nature of the fact that we as humans are flawed and so reasonable flexibility for human error is assumed with every healthy promise giver and receiver, there then is no need for like the skeptical half-hearted agreement, the I'll try but, right? And by nature of saying, I'm not promising, you're really kind of saying you're not going to try because all a promise is, is that you are going to try and fulfill a commitment. You're going to try your best to fulfill a commitment. I would actually say, I'll try, but I'm not promising is about the laziest thing you could say, because what you're really saying is, I just want to appease you in the moment, but I, I don't think I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm probably not going to do it if I feel like it. Might as well say if I feel like it. No, that, that, that would be a comfort to a fool. But at least people know where you stand. So I am here to speak out against kind of these very limiting narratives because what they're doing is lowering the bar on what we're expecting from others. In fact, we've now entered a world where it's like, don't even have any expectations, period. And to a degree, I mean, expectations can set you up to be disappointed, but healthy expectations of healthy people that you have healthy relationships with, and especially healthy expectations of yourself from yourself is completely reasonable, okay, and healthy. Hence the point of me interjecting the word healthy several times. I'm going to take a sip of water. <clears throat> okay, so no one likes breaking promises, but to live in a society where no one trusts their own word enough to promise or commit to others means that we're all living in a world where people are struggling to promise and commit to themselves. And that's scary. We need to try for ourselves and quite frankly, for those we love and for the things that we are passionate about to care about and care about in our lives. We need to try and make a commitment to those things, right? A life void of trying is a life void of passion. The same fiery pursuit of passion that leads to inventions that we all enjoy or social and civil changes that improve humanity and basically every great milestone ever achieved in human history and probably some not so great ones too all start with a promise. They all start with a commitment. Okay. Without that burning desire to win, to deliver, to make a change, to experience life and lo to love, to be loved, to give, to be given to, to change, to leave a legacy, to rise, to win. Without all of that, we just have like this bland, lackluster, oatmeal, porridge, vanilla life. You know what I mean? Like just regular. Um, and for me, that is just not good enough. So we are reintroducing the promise today, guys. We're reintroducing it because it spices up life, man. It keeps it interesting and interactive and engaging. And I want that for you. And I want that for me. All right. Promise a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or a particular thing will happen. Okay. And so we're going to start by perfecting the process of making and keeping 
promises to ourselves. Personal development. According to Harvard University stress management study, top leaders who experience success and that others want to emulate. Okay. So not just experience success, top leaders who experience success that others say, wow, I want to be like you keep promises to themselves first and also then to others. Okay. So this came out of a study, um, that Harvard did. Um, they were looking at a bunch of top leaders and it was basically saying, you know, there's this kind of school of thought that says, you know, real leaders put themselves last. And of course, you know, with that, you experience a ton of burnout, health issues, like over time that wears on you and we're human, we're human. There has to be a level of flexibility for that. We are not perfect. We do grow old. We grow older. Um, we have illnesses, we have ailments, we have different things pop up. And if we don't love ourselves and take care of ourselves and prioritize ourselves, we are going to completely run ourselves into the ground and not be good for anybody. So nobody sees that and admires that, right? So this is why the study wasn't looking just at leadership because you can run yourself right into the ground and be a top leader. But leaders that people see and want to be like, this means that you are not just leading, but you're leading from a position of strength, personal empowerment, fulfillment, balance. Oh my goodness, honey. You know what I'm saying? All right. Contrary to the best-selling book, Leaders Eat Last, which suggests that good leaders will put themselves aside, okay, for the other the needs of others. Because when you're even starting, let's say, a business, you need to sacrifice just for the entity. You need to sacrifice to create opportunities to feed others to develop this thing that is needed, right? And so you could be up all night toiling through the night, which I, I even I have use that analogy to like make myself not go to sleep on time and stay up working because I do like toiling at night and working hard. I love it. But, you know, this study highlighted the fact that those those people who choose to eat last usually, you know, at the end of the day, will they even be around to eat at all with us at the table, right? They 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 really suffer consequences. And so Promises are not surface things like we think, you know, we don't think much of them, do we? They're kind of like this willy nilly. We made a promise here or there in life or business to ourselves or others. This whimsical thing. Okay. Cause something comes up and sure there's a promise. No promises should be thought of as strategic decisions in the overarching architecture of crafting a well-balanced and fulfilling life. And if you do think of a promise that way, then you would agree that you begin with yourself. You understand? Because that's what happens when you're looking at a well-balanced and fulfilling life. And in fact, while many of us are empaths and people pleasers, the truth is that it all begins with the promises that we make to ourselves and the commitment to keeping those promises. Because when we are good at putting ourselves first, filling up our cup, pouring into self, which I've talked to you guys a lot about, and we're good at like keeping that promise, you know what I'm saying? Then 
we're good at, then we're going to be good at it for others. We're going to be, we're going to be able to basically have the track record we set for ourselves with others as well. And they're going to learn to trust us just like we learn to trust ourselves. And because we're pouring into ourselves first, instead of pouring from an empty cup, you know, which doesn't get anybody much, does it? Think about the visualization of pouring from an empty cup. There's nothing there to give. Um, so you don't win cause I'm pouring into you, but there's nothing in my cup. You get nothing and I don't win cause I have nothing. So instead this philosophy would allow us to fill our cup and runneth over onto everyone. And if you've been listening other episodes, this is what I believe in. So let's get started. Why do we not make promises to ourselves? Okay. So before we can make a promise right now, let's just get to the bottom of what's been going on. Why have we been sitting on some of these important promises? Okay. As mentioned earlier, we often do not make promises to ourselves um, that will hold us accountable for becoming our best selves. So why do we not do this? Some reasons include maybe you're still putting others before you. So even after all the work we've been doing here at Jesse's World um, to build your confidence and to help you love you better, uh, you're still showing up last in your own life. And that's really not okay. We need to move you to the top of your own to-do list so that you can connect with you, listen to you, understand you, show empathy to you, okay? And to set your path for true, deep, meaningful winning in your life. Okay. Or maybe you're immersed in work. Okay. You're so swamped at work that you cannot come up for air and take time to attend to your own personal needs and self-care. Um, and if that's the case, you're probably suffering from poor habits, bad planning, people pleasing at work, or or you're hiding from concerns that you know you need to address, okay? Maybe you are a workaholic. Maybe you're pouring into work so much because that's the only place that you can get away from everything else. In any event, this all, all leads to burnout at some point and will likely have serious consequences physically, emotionally, socially, mentally, and more, okay? Let, let me be super clear. I have done that. I have done that. I did get sick, very sick, life-threatening illness sick because I worked myself till I had nothing left in my cup and I was just a bone dry, empty cup. I know it's terrible to say, doesn't feel good to say, but it happened. But thank God, God is good and he spared my life and I'm here with us. And so I, I say us because I'm here with me and you guys, and, um, and, and I learned from it and I, I'm sharing the message with you. So you don't have to go through that because it's not nice. It's not nice being in the hospital and having them tell you that you may or may not live. And you have, you know, I have a child and that was about the most terrifying thing. Right. And so you learn to put things in perspective. So here's perspective for you. You matter and we're making promises to you today. 
because you're not going to wait till you're almost dead to make a change. We're going to do it now. Okay. All right. So why else might you not do it? And this is very real thing. Inertia. Cell inertia is no joke. So this is your body's kind of desire to keep everything the same. And I've only recently been learning, and I say recently, maybe the last year or so, about cell inertia and how powerful it is and therefore how hard it is if you haven't been set on the right track. So like if for me, like if you've if you've experienced anything like I have growing up um, in an addictive home um, in an, or around alcoholism or um, having abandonment issues or any of that or just not having a good foundation and not having good boundaries and good um, routine set for you young, you already are growing up with cell inertia that is telling you to do things that are not good for you. Okay. Because your habits are already not good. Maybe you don't have a bedtime. I didn't. Maybe you, um, don't eat healthy. That wasn't a big deal in our house, right? It was peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. It was craft dinner. Sometimes it was nicely cooked meals, but sometimes it was just ordered food or, or, or poor people food. We were poor. We were poor. And we know that poor people food, like when you're poor, the chances are that nutrition is going to be poor too. And so, you know, my grandmother didn't know a lot about that stuff. So your cell inertia takes on whatever's happening. So if you have really great habits, it's going to continue that. If you have bad habits, it's going to want to continue that. So for you to make a change and make a promise to yourself um, to change, you will have to go against what you are already doing. And cell inertia is that thing inside of you that resists, that resists that. And it's a real thing. It really does it. And it's hard to overcome that. But it is possible. And regularly pouring into yourself, like what you're doing by listening to Jesse's World right now, that's how you combat combat, it's not even a combat because I don't want you to feel like you're in combat with your own self. That's how you work with, that's how you work with your cell inertia and get it to be more flexible into the direction that you want it. That's why we're going to make small promises as we go along and we're going to reinforce those with the actions that are required to make those things come true. And that's how we're going to gain some flexibility in your cell inertia. This is actually scientific. Pro- promises are scientific. Who would have thought that, right? But they are, honey. They really, really are. And so um, it's amazing because like, I had plantar's fasciitis once and I f- think of cell inertia similarly to plantar's fasciitis. So if you don't know, plantar's fasciitis, it came because I, I actually had a, a fall. Like I fell on the ice outside and my, I damaged my foot, like I fractured it. And as a result, my, my scar tissue that formed around it was really, really, really tight. And because it was really, really tight, it was constantly giving me pain in my foot because now my foot lacked flexibility because the scar tissue was pulling it together. It was pulling it back tight. And when I walked, it's just very painful, like you're walking on glass, okay? And so to be able to change this, you can't just 
like do some big flex and then it's better like stretch it out and you're all good you have to do it over time you have to over time massage it every day over time do the flexing exercises over time stretch this um you know the these this this skin or these tendons these muscles that have like formed scar tissue around them stretch them slowly 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 till it's normal for them to be flexible i no longer have plantar's fasciitis okay and you no longer have to be a victim of your cell inertia you can work with it and over time make it malleable so that you can flex the way you want to flex okay uh, maybe that's why they say this is a flex we're going on a flex this is a flex we're doing a flex it's like something you want to do and we're going in that direction and that's what we're going to do today guys i'm telling you this is like some deep ass transformative stuff okay and i get so hype about it because it helps me and i know it's going to help you all right so inertia your body's way to keep everything the same okay in fact if the unbalance in your life is uncomfortable you may have to decide that it is still you might like so cell inertia will tell you so your unbalance in your life might be very uncomfortable but your cell inertia might have you thinking it's still more comfortable to stay the same than to change so um while your cells might try to convince you of that, uh, that it's not worth it to change, I'm here to convince you otherwise. It is worth it to change. You do deserve the best. And you can change. And I just gave you a whole analogy vis-a-vis -vis plantar fasciitis of what, how you see that change coming about. So you are not destined to just stay the same. Okay, and I want to get that off the table now. So the best friend of cell inertia is procrastination, which is another reason you might not have made certain promises to yourself. But honey, we're going to power through that today too. Um, we already know procrastination is you telling you you're going to do it later and later never comes. So we're starting today. Now, no more laters. No more later talk. Okay, shelf that park that, burn that, whatever, no more later talk, okay? And finally, often people won't put out new goals or promises to themselves or commitment to change because they fear judgment from others. And you know what? It sounds on one level, especially as adults, a little ridiculous, who cares what others think? But reality, I go through this all the time. I do. I totally understand it. I'm going to take a sip of water. <coughs> Bear with me. I am like getting over a cold, but I still want to deliver for you guys. So I'm here. Okay. When you make a new promise to yourself, it's going to feel, it's going to probably mean, actually not feel, it's going to mean that you're going to have to change something in your life. When you change something in your life, more often than not, someone might be impacted by that. And when someone is impacted by that, they might not want you to change it. And you might be worried what they think. Who cares? Okay. Or maybe it requires that you come out of your shell and do something and you don't feel like you're ready yet. 
Like I'm still working on my wellness journey and my fitness journey. So I don't always feel beautiful. Like, I mean, I do feel beautiful. I'm not going to act like I don't, I do, but I don't always feel fully confident, I guess. And even sometimes like it takes me time to like gather my thoughts while I'm talking and I, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine. I've come to a point where I'm comfortable, but there was a time I wasn't. And sometimes you can still feel like you're not entirely comfortable and that's okay, but you still got to do it or you put protections in. So like I used to have from my open, my eyes, no lie. Oh my gosh. Life has changed so much for me in the bet to the better, like in, in a, in a good way. Um, but I used to, from the moment for years, 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 forever, for as long as I could remember until I changed it right through this process, which you'll do too with me in Jesse's world. Um, I would open my eyes and just have nonstop requests. People texting me requests, people in my home asking me for requests. Everyone just request, 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 request. Can I write a letter? Can I, can I do this? Can I do that? Can I go here? Can I go there? Can I whatever. And because for years and years and years, I've been a people pleaser. I've been a superhero. I put an S on my chest and a cape on my back and fly off and help everyone. I had to be brave, put an S on a chest for me and be like, my mornings are for me. Sorry. I won't be able to look at anything, do anything for anyone else till later in the day. Cause my mornings are protected. Now my mornings are like the Oak Ridge's meringue. You cannot build on them. It is a protective land. Well, you know what? Nowadays, I notice they keep building and building, but you're not going to build on my morning. Okay. Maybe it's even more protected than Oak Ridge's. You're not going to be building on my morning because they're for me. So, but that took time and that took like boundaries setting and, and reinforcing the boundary and and people kind of trying to encroach on the boundary and me saying no. So you have to have that fortitude about you or you're going to fear judgment from others. You're not going to want to put the boundary in place. You're going to want to please everyone like you have been pleasing everyone else. And and what do you get when you people please, right? What are you getting? Are you getting validation? Are you, you want them to like you? You want them to make you feel like you're somebody, like you're good, like you're worthy? Because I could tell you right now, you're somebody, you're good, you're worthy. I could tell you that, I could tell you that, I could tell you that right now. So you don't actually need that, but you want it. And I understand it. Who doesn't love it? I love attention. I'm like, I live for attention. What? But also not if it comes at the expense of my personal development and growth. You got to know where you rank in your priorities in life. Okay. So now that we know what's been holding you back. Okay. And why you haven't been making some of these promises. Now we're going to dip our toe into the pool of improved futures and visit some of the promises that have been waiting to be made. Are you ready? All right. First, consider what promises have you been needing to make yourself? Okay. Like to yourself that would further you and your personal goals. Okay. And build a more like balanced relationship with yourself. So what promises have you been needing to make to yourself to further your personal goals and build a better, more balanced relationship with yourself? 
Okay. Don't worry about business. We'll deal with that after. We're talking about personal development right now. Okay. Or what promises have you made to yourself, but consistently broken to yourself time and time again? And now you no longer believe yourself when you make the promise. I could talk to that because weight loss has probably been a goal of my life, my entire life. But I grew up with a very complicated relationship with my body image. And um, yeah, it's not an easy thing to talk about. Um, but when you go through certain things, when you're a child, uh, weight gain is a protective mechanism so that nobody bothers you and nobody encroaches on your personal space. And so definitely I think I used it as a protective method. I also think that scarcity was a big deal growing up. Um, like obviously there was times where I, with my mother experienced homelessness. So definitely experienced no food. I remember being starving when I lived with my mom, like always starving, like just not having enough. And, um, also when you're around addicts, they just forget to feed you sometimes. It's not even a funny, like, and you might laugh, but it's, it's kind of, it's not really funny because you're a kid and you know, you're just forgotten kind of thing. And then in foster care, food was used, you know, you grow up, you hear about, um, you hear about people who have been incarcerated and how big of a deal food is to them in jail and how food is like a power thing in jail. And like, I can kind of relate because in foster care, food was used as punishment. It was like used to let you know where you rank. You know what I mean? So me, I experienced a lot of racism in in foster care before I even understood what racism was or why I just knew I was being targeted and, um, based on, you know, what the comments, (laughs) I didn't know what they meant then, but I now know that they were racial. Um, it was like, okay, you know, the family will eat a steak dinner and you'll get a TV dinner. The family will eat at the table and you will eat in the corner by yourself. Like it was used to demoralize and to rank. So then you get to, I got to my grandmother's and, and it was the opposite. Food was used to, um, show love and to reinforce security. So my grandmother would say, you know, she would, she would have this huge shelf of stocked goods. I've talked about this in other, other episodes and it was huge, like enormous shelf just covered the whole wall of food. Like I, I'm sure, I don't even know how much cans she probably threw out. Cause there's no way we ate, we could eat that. Um, and canned food diet isn't the greatest anyway, but there's no way we could eat all that, but she had it because she needed to feel secure that if we got snowed in, we have a lot of food. If there was a disaster, we have a lot of food. And I would always hear that narrative. So uh, a lot like that was to me what was supposed to be, um, comfortable. And then on top of it, I went to her house, not eating because of the system I came out of. I didn't eating. I just didn't eat. Like I just didn't. And, um, and so it was, it was like, I was rewarded if I did, because she was always worried that I didn't. So it was just lots of complex complexities, right? So in order to 
keep a goal to myself around health and fitness because then that requires motivation. And then also when you grow up in a, a home um, that has addiction, there is not a lot of motivation and there is not a lot of um, like follow through or on goals or even necessarily goal setting so much. And, and then I grew up in, in, in a low income neighborhood. So in general, when you look around, you're not seeing people who are getting up and going to work every day and making their dreams come true and jumping in Porsches. And like, it's not even about the material, but it's the idea of like just being motivated by life and having something to work toward. If you don't have this system in place, back to cell inertia, like you're, you're going to fall def, default back. So for me, what this created was lifelong struggle with getting my weight on track with like managing my, I guess, yeah, managing my weight and my physical health in terms of fitness and nutrition and even knowing what is good nutrition, like zero education on these things. So yeah, I continue to walk that walk. So when I make a promise to myself in that area, I'm not always sure what promise to make. I'm not always sure what small thing will lead me to where I'm trying to go. And when you're not sure what small step will lead you where you're supposed to go, it is difficult to then have faith. So these are why we're going to have small, small, small steps towards where we want to go with strategy, with strategy, because what I'm learning to do is question everything. What I'm learning to do, because I followed things that have made it worse, not better, and and things that are like government approved. Or they, so I question everything now. You must question everything. You must develop your own strategies. You must be a critical thinker. You must go one step at a time. You must continue to evaluate, reevaluate, pivot if need be. These are important ways to keep your promise to you. Your promise is not set once and then you do it once and then it's done. If it's a lifestyle change, your promise is going to be ongoing, reoccurring. And the promise might be that I'm going to find the solution, which is kind of my promise when it comes to my physical health, well-being and overall fitness. It's like I will find the solution. I will continue to try and try and try till I find the solution. Okay, so you can figure out based on the complexity, because that's a super complex promise, right? It could be very simple. It could just be, I'm going to do one self-care thing that makes me feel good every week. This week, I'm going to do my nails. Next week, I'm going to go to the hairdresser. Following week, I'm going to get a nail filler. Following week, I'm going to get a massage. That's super tangible, fun to do, easy to implement barring that you can keep yourself at the top of your to-do list, right? But something that's behavioral changing that comes from like deep-rooted things, it's still, it is still very possible, but it might need a more complex approach, okay? All right, those are some insights to help us as we move forward. So when we're looking at the promises that we have not made to ourselves or the promises that we have broken, we have to take the time to acknowledge that when you don't fulfill your promise to yourself and you let yourself down and you teach yourself not to believe you when you promise it. And when you don't believe you, you're not approaching the promise with the same like motivated vigor. And therefore, if you don't put energy towards something, it doesn't go. Energy is literally the gas and fuel or fuel 
that we need to make our dreams come true. If we don't put focused energy into a dream or a path, you're not going to move forward along that path. It's not going to happen. Okay. You need to power up with energy. That's what we're doing here at Jesse's World. I give you information. I give you insight. I help you to critically think and analyze from your own perspective. I share some of my story because I want to make sure that you understand what you're going through isn't just you and to be relatable. It's not easy always to share my story. I've been through some very tough things. Sometimes it actually makes me um, like feel like I'm going to cry when I talk about it. I don't feel good. But I want to affect change. I know because I get DMs telling me I know people have been through stuff and I know sometimes they feel like they're the only one or they feel like it's unrelatable or they can't find their way out of it. And I have gone through a lot. I have found my way out of a lot and I want to help others do the same. So I'll put myself out there even when it's uncomfortable because I love you that much because I love you that much and I want to see, I believe in world healing and I believe that the way to heal the world is like by healing ourselves first. So I want to help everybody do that because I know when you are happy and you're fulfilled and you're minding your business and you're putting you first, then you're not going to be bringle to someone else and you're going to not have beef for no reason. And you're going to, you're not going to be polluting the earth with bad energy and bad vibes. You're going to be good energy, good vibes, contributing to the healthy ecosystem of the universe. So that is why I do it, folks. Um, okay. Deep breath. Can we take a deep breath in, out? That was heavy. Um, but we're, alas, we're making strides. We're moving on to where to begin. So are you ready to begin? The challenge with making a promise to yourself and then breaking it is that you are teaching yourself that you cannot trust yourself. And that, of course, is a terrible thing to do. So if you have routinely fell short of your own expectations and promises, you will not likely move on to making new promises um, to yourself. And uh, you'll start pushing down those nagging feelings of wanting to change. You'll procrastinate. You'll substitute the real promise for a promise to do it later. Be careful of that. You'll substitute the promise, the real promise, the promise to start your morning with you. You'll substitute that to a promise to do it later. Okay? That's not any type of real promise. A promise to do it later is no more valuable than an IOU. And that you know, an IOU from a person that's no longer around is not valuable. You're not going to do it later. That's what I'm trying to say. We're going to do it right now. <laughs> All right. Don't lie to yourself. Do not give yourself permission to lie to yourself. That's what that is. You're not doing it later. You're doing it now. That's it. Foot down. Okay. Or worse, 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 worse. You've just stopped making promises to yourself altogether. This means that you're living a life without joy of being, oh, you know, that joy and that excitement that comes from looking toward the future, a better future, because you've resigned yourself to a life without goals or, or promises, a life that is just more of the same, you know, like a cow grazing in a field day after day, more of the same. The only thing worse than letting yourself down is not even making a promise to yourself to begin with. Trust me. 
when I tell you, you are more than worth the effort. So let's get it popping. Where to start? Start small. Where to start? Start small. If you begin with one small promise to yourself and you keep that promise, you will incrementally see your life improve. You will strengthen your trust and believe in yourself and you will start to repair any damage. This is so important, guys. You'll start to repair any damage that was done when you broke promises to yourself in the past. We hurt ourselves when we break promises to ourselves. It's painful. Like after everybody in the world could have let you down, you let yourself down, fam? Come on. No, we can't allow that. So one small promise that you keep to yourself, incrementally you will improve and you'll strengthen your belief in yourself. You'll trust yourself more. You'll repair the damage that was done when you broke those promises in the past. Your new belief in you and your ability to commit and honor yourself will embolden you to make other promises and to keep those promises. Okay? And it's through this series of small promises that you continue to keep with yourself, okay, that you're going to develop a life that you love and you're going to create a world that you really crafted with love for yourself and with intention that becomes this habitual architecture of a healthy, happy, and fulfilling life. You see where we were going this whole time? Honey, drive with me. I might take you on the scenic route, but I'm always going to get you to your destination. All right? Know that. All right. So what promise to begin with? For me, I make small promises for myself too. I actually take the advice I give, okay? I have a goal to get in shape and to restore my health to total wellness. And so to do this, I begin my day with a healthy breakfast and a quality morning routine. And I protect my mornings, like I told you earlier, okay? I have been doing this for some time and now I've added... um the challenge like brand new this week of waking up a little bit earlier. So I have more hours in the day to work toward my goals because what I realized when I added, um, certain health goals, like walking every day, like taking time and making a good, healthy breakfast every morning, sitting down and actually having time with myself to eat it, putting meditation into my morning. I haven't even been able to fit in yoga yet. Like, but hitting the gym a couple times a week, As I've been adding these things, it's taking more of my day and I have less time to create lovely podcasts for you guys or to do some of my other work. And so um, I need to wake up earlier. So now that's a new goal, right? And you'll learn. It's kind of like you discover as you go along what you need to do to make your dreams happen and you do them because you've come this far, right? You've come this far. Um... And then, of course, that challenge, that, that, yeah, it's a challenge. Like, wake up earlier. That comes with another one, which is go to bed earlier. Because, obviously, you don't want to sacrifice good quality sleep. That's so important for repairing your body 
And I did that for years. I just sacrificed sleep and sacrificed sleep. And now I want good quality sleep and I actually have a real hard time with it. Um, but I'm working on it and I'm working on trying to wind down. I just want to work all night. It's like built into me now, but cell inertia, right? <laughs> but it's okay. It's okay. Cause I'm working on it. I'm inching my way back and many days a week I can kind of get into bed. I'm working on it. That one's hard for me. And that's why we're works in progress guys. But that's one of my other small goals. So I'll keep working on it. And it's okay to be working on your promise to yourself. Okay. It's okay to work on it. Um, that's the dash in life that makes life worth living. The strive, the hustle, the reason to wake up and shake up every day. You know what I mean? It's the fun challenge to know that you have commitments to keep to you that when mastered will improve your life. That's dope, right? In fact, when I have a bad day, I always like feel comfort comforted by or better that I know for sure the next day will be a better day because I'm committed to a life of lifelong learning. I'm committed to evolving and that means I'm never going to be the same as I am in this moment. I'm always going to move forward, improve, somehow grow, learn, and therefore the next day will be a better day. Okay. It's a very empowering feeling. I mean, they do say nothing stays the same, but not everything improves. That's like a, a an, an old saying or whatever. But so I know that I'm working on improving. So while nothing stays the same, not everything improves, but I'm improving because it's a deliberate decision on my part. Right. And that gives me comfort. That is empowering. That makes me feel good. So even if I'm having a bad day, I know it's not going to stay this way because I'm going to meditate on why it's a bad day and I'm going to make better choices. All right. And I'm going to do what's within my power. I'm not going to try to control another person. I'm not going to try to be codependent and like link myself to the outcome of someone else for the most part. You know, you have a few people you care about and it, it, it will affect you. But yeah, I try to keep healthy, healthy boundaries. So I'm responsible for me. I can learn from this, whatever's happening and I can make tomorrow better. That's empowering. Okay. And while not all my goals have been accomplished, I know because of this type of mindset, I'm well on my way and many of them will be maybe all of them. And then I get to set new ones and that's dope too. So what one small goal do you want to begin with? Do you want to add deep breathing to your morning? Do you want to write and set your intentions before anybody else wakes up at the start of your day so that you are really focused on you? I do this because it helps me to structure and maintain commitment to me even when others have plans for my day. I always remember this saying that someone told me years ago. It was, if you don't have plans for you, someone else does. Okay. Or if you don't plan your time, someone else will. All right. And I don't want to be the sum result of blowing in the wind around other people's plans for me. Intention is by nature, the promises we give to ourselves. Okay. I have intention for my life. Do you, do you have intention? Yeah, well, you're about to get some if you don't. I want you to write down or tell yourself 
one small change that you will make start like that you will start making in the moment right now today okay to put yourself on track to achieve something that is important to you personally okay one small change if it's losing weight then maybe the change is take out added sugar from your diet and i know that it sounds small but it's i know that's that's hard cuz i i'm still working on it haha <laughs> um but i i honestly probably eat sugar once a week if i like if that like because i'm working on it um whatever your goal is it should be personal to you and think mind body soul lifestyle okay we'll discuss the professional goals later in the podcast but first I want you to be introspective and consider what small change can help you improve your life, like who you are personally. Okay, let's start there. Some changes I've made, for example, just to help you think what you could do. Some changes I've made um, to work on me personally have included things like, um, well, I already mentioned protecting my mornings and enjoying a me-centric morning routine. And like really with that came letting go of this idea of, oh, I don't want to be selfish. I want to be selfish. I do. That's okay. It's okay to have time. I'm not selfish all day, but if in the morning I want to give time, give a gift of time to me, it's my time. Why would I not give me some of it? So yes, I can be selfish in the morning and I am. And I love it. It's great. <laughs> Honestly, I, I, I wish I knew this all along. I'd be so much further ahead. That's why I'm sharing it with you. I want you to be further ahead. There's enough for everybody to win. Okay. All right. Another one is like set my intentions in the morning before speaking to anyone else so that I'm the builder of my day and not the responder to other people's days. This is so important. I know there's days where I haven't written down what I'm going to do in the morning and either I do nothing, like I walk around with this false idea that I have nothing to do. The day is just totally free. And trust me, people will fill your day or Netflix will fill your day or whatever. Nah, shopping, there's nothing going on. Who cares? No, when you write a list, you can't lie to yourself. It's there in black and white. You got shit to do. Get it done. You know what I'm saying? All right, next People love telling me, Jessica, can you do this or that? And I'd be like, sure, I, without limits, no problem. Because in my mind, I have nothing to do because I haven't set my intentions for the day. You understand? So then all of a sudden, it's okay to have a life of service. And I do in many ways, but it's intentional service. I have to balance it with what I'm giving to myself. I can't just give because again, you'll be that empty cup we talked about. So you understand? Um, enrolling in one course or, or a program at a time to continuously to be developing my skills and goals that help move me further. Um, yeah, to develop my skills that help move me further toward my goals. Um, so an example is right now I'm in a digital um, marketing course. And that's great for me because I have a corporate communications degree and it layers on top of it, makes my skills fresh and current and helps me with all my business ventures. It's dope. Okay. It'll even help me reach more people so that they can learn the valuable lessons that we do here at Jesse's world. So 
yeah, that's really important. Um, commitment that I've made to myself producing a weekly podcast, you know, that helps others and myself become our best self. That's this podcast, Jesse's world. And for me, it's been an incredibly transformative process. And I hope it has for you as well and continues to be walk every day. Okay. That's one simple thing that I've done for me that feels so good that I know no matter what, when I've walked that day, I've done something for myself. You understand? Um, if I can do it twice, even better. I try to go early first so that I know in the front of my day before anybody eats it up, I've done this for me. So if I didn't get to the gym, if I didn't jump on the treadmill, if I didn't nothing, I did this one thing already. I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? And it's really important and I love it. Um, have a nighttime routine. So now I have for the first time in my life, kind of a bedtime routine. I need to get better at shutting it down and going to bed earlier because I want to read every book. I want to do more work. I want to chat with people. I want to do it all right. So I still have to wind it down better at night. Um, but I do have a routine and I like it and pour into myself before bed. This one helps me so much. This is like the list in the morning. When I do the list in the morning, it sets the tone for my whole day and I know what I want to accomplish. And even though I usually write more than is practical to get done in one day, I know over the course of the next few days, I'm going to be able to hit, like tick these things off and accomplish them moving toward my goal. Dope. So pouring into my bed myself before bed is another way to make sure I'm continuously developing. Part of how I do this, I'm actually thinking of releasing an affirmation series for you guys um, and for myself. But part of how I do this is by listening to sleep meditations that focus on areas of my life that I'm working on developing. Um, I know that having the type of childhood I did and the challenges that I did, I have had in my life many negative messages and they can still replay in the present day by way of self-doubt and securities the perfection trap we talked about, you know, wanting to be perfect or whatever, um, which really, really affects me, um, being negative or fearful. I'm often fearful. I have anxiety and panic disorder, and I know that those are learned behaviors that I need to unlearn and I'm working on that. Um, so to combat this reality, um, and consequences, uh, the consequences of these types of things, what I have to do that, that, you know, these, these things were not my fault. They were learned, they were put on me, but now I have to deal with them. So I intentionally fill myself with positive thoughts, good messages, powerful practices and learnings that seep into my subconscious. And when I'm in REM, they reinforce my wanting the best for me. I wake up lighter, happier, more focused, on the positive, on the good, more emboldened to go out and enjoy life. And, um, yeah, I really just want to do more of it. If I don't do it, I actually feel the difference over a couple of days and I wake up, I'm not feeling as light, as happy, as, as positive minded. So the power of small changes is that they stack up and honey, eventually they build into this beautiful, life that is all your own, that you created, that you crafted. So take the first step toward designing your perfect world. Okay. 
make that first promise to yourself. All right, you done know. After we handle the personal, we move to the professional. So let's take take a look at the boss life view. How are you going to take this practice that you've learned today of promising to yourself and help it make it help you advance your career? Okay, that's what we're talking about next. So I'm going to take a sip of water and we'll get started. All right. Now that we have articulated the first promise that you've made to yourself for personal development, it's time to take stock of your professional life, okay? Consider the ancient Japanese philosophy, okay, ikigai, which means reason for being or having direction or purpose in life, okay? Ikigai. It's hard to say because I'm not Japanese, but I love it. It's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I, Ikigai, okay? When considering our professional lives, Ikigai is a great model to help us assess if we are truly fulfilled or if we have work to do so that we can align our life's work with our true authentic self and purpose or calling, okay? And while I only recently discovered Ikigai, it really does embody the essence of what Jesse's world is meant to be, a place where you can come every day and work on becoming your best self and where you are supported by others in doing so. Even if you feel that you are entirely fulfilled and are living out your true calling, and that is amazing because most people have not achieved that and do not feel that way. So I'm really happy for you if you do. But even if you do, you still will have goals to help you perfect that even more. Okay? We as humans have the opportunity to evolve every day. So no matter what heights you may have reached, you still have the opportunity for evolution. And that happens when we set our intentions. Now, If you've not yet aligned yourself with your work, that's okay. It's never too late. Let me remind you, again, it's never too late, okay? Just like the changes in our personal health, well-being, and makeup, changes in our career and work are worth making and should be done with intention one step at a time. When you consider that at least, and probably more, then one third of your day is dedicated to work, you can now start to understand why a fulfilling career is essential to your overall happiness in life. After all, one third of your life is definitely sleeping and then one third or more of your life is work. So you don't want one third or less of your life to just be where the fulfillment is and that would be in your personal life and we've already talked about the fact that you may not have even mastered ensuring that that's completely fulfilled. So how much of your life then is fulfilling, right? So a big chunk of that is work. If you can do the personal development, you can do the professional development, you can get good sleep, honey, Woo! you're on fire. So one of the quickest ways to improve happiness is to make one small step 
toward the life you desire. Okay. When it, when it comes to your professional life. Okay. For me, after years of doing very hands-on in office consulting, I decided I wanted to help more people and, and I, Jessica, wanted to experience less burnout. I want to help more people, but I want to experience less burnout. Okay. I knew that I loved the field of self-help because I had been studying it intently since I was 14 years old and it was interest instrumental in helping me through, um, you know, a lot of the challenges that I faced, not just earlier in life, but at various places in my life. Right. And while I knew that I had a lot of experience gained along my community development and business consulting journey, as well as from my personal improvements that I made, I had to first shed this idea that I needed to be perfect in order to speak about the process of perfecting ourselves, because it is not perfect that we seek, but progress. And when it comes to progress, I can confidently say I am an expert. Okay. (laughs) I remember someone telling me, it's actually someone I really looked up to telling me, um, that until I made it quote unquote, I could not teach others how to make it, but their jump off point in life was very, very different from mine. And as such, they did not place a value on what I had made it through. They didn't even know my story. Really? The truth was I had made it through a lot and I had a very valid story to tell and lessons to share. And I had a ton of community development experience experience helping others with their personal development and helping people with business development at all levels, at the community nonprofit level, at the interpersonal one-on-one level, at the level of serving government and corporations. I was well poised to do this, but from their perspective, I wasn't perfect. And I also had a hang up about being perfect. I remember the first time I heard that song, I think it was a Headley song. I'm sorry, I can't be perfect. And I pulled over the car I was driving and I started crying and I told my son, I'm so sorry, I'm not perfect. I felt like I had failed him because I wasn't perfect. And so this is called the perfection trap. Okay. And it's, it's, it's terrible place to be in. I've been in there a long time and glad to be out, but, um, you know, okay. So I had made it through a lot. I knew I had lessons to share, but unfortunately that person saying that really triggered me and it fed into what I, my negative beliefs, you know, my negative self beliefs, um, and limiting beliefs. And unfortunately at the time I didn't see that I was that strong or that I already had come that far. And I did not, um, I didn't see, I didn't credit the work I had done on myself and the work I was already doing ex- like out in the community and in the world. And so instead of being able to critically think and say to that person, you know, that's your perception, not mine. I know my value, right? I know the hellfire that I've lived through and thrived through. I know I have loads to offer. Instead of that, I kind of shrank and was hurt and sad and discouraged and the very opposite of empowered. 
um, it hurt me so deeply at the time that I believed that I was not in my current state worthy to live my God intended purpose. You know what I mean? Like I could feel my calling nagging at me. I knew I had to do it. Um, I had plans for affecting change in others and myself for plans to improve my community, plans to uplift people, plans to help people win. But like a paperweight, they were held down by this notion that I first had to look like the pillar of perfection before anyone would care what I had to say. And the irony was the same person who gave me that advice, that wrong advice, right? Um, well, even before I got to that, let, let's just take a second to acknowledge the, the wrong, the advice was wrong. So the, the advice was wrong. And really, when I think back, the only thing that I learned was that I need to do the work on myself to be able to recognize the limitations in other people's perceptions that, that those limitations have everything to do with them and absolutely nothing to do with me. I set my path, not anyone else. So likewise, if anybody is kind of like, because haters can be sneaky. I'm not saying that person was or wasn't a hater. I'm saying haters can be sneaky and they can come as your friends. And even well-meaning and well-intended people can do the same thing. They can take a shank and, you know, stab up your tire, man, and deflate the air. And you can, it renders you immobile. It's no joke. You got to be careful who you let in your ears, you know, and, and your sight and what you allow to come in and what you allow to impact you. And, and more importantly, understanding that people's perceptions and limited, limiting beliefs are theirs. It has to do with their experiences that you didn't have and has nothing to do with you. You do you. You believe in you. You're worthy. Okay. So that said, okay, though they're very incorrect, their, their, their advice was very, very incorrect. I internalized it. It gave me imposter syndrome. Every time I tried to take flight, I eventually, you know, would just not. I just felt like I wasn't ready. I wasn't perfect enough. And yet, ironically, eventually, I lived to see that the same person that gave me that very, very limiting advice, okay, continued to take on tons of new first challenges. And they, by the way, were not perfect at any of them at first, but instead they were perfecting themselves along the way. They were comfortable with themselves being imperfect and embarking on new challenges, but had imposed this limiting belief on me that I then allowed and internalized, which we have to be careful not to do, guys, okay? People will impose limits on you that they're never going to impose on themselves. So do not allow this. Stand strong in your vision for you and your life. You really don't need the validation of anyone to do what you know your God-given call calling is. I mean, if God gave you the calling, who cares what anyone else thinks? If it's coming from your DNA, if you believe in it, if you know this to be authentically true for you, bun everybody else. Sorry for lack of a better term. We don't care what they think. We don't. We don't care because... At the end of the day, God gave you this calling. This is authentic to you. They don't have to see it. They don't have to believe it. They don't have to. 
You have to see it to achieve it. You have to believe it to achieve it. Nobody else. Okay. All right. So stand strong in your vision for you and your life because you're more than worthy. Okay. My rationalization that others are also held down or sorry, my realization that others were also held down by the weight of self-imposed expectations is what kind of freed me when I realized that it was so prevalent, um, so much so that there's a mainstream term for it called the perfection trap. I realized that I had to move forward whether I was confident or not. Sometimes you don't have to be confident to do what you need to do. You don't have to feel safe or secure. You don't have to want to even do it. But if you know it's the right for, right thing for you and it's the path you're meant to be on and it's what you want, you want it. So then you have to take steps toward it. Even if you, because a lot of the times we want the glory, but we don't want to take the steps to walk through the story. You know what I'm saying? To Like there's a lot of steps between where you are and the glory. You have to be willing to take all those steps. You don't have to like them. You don't have to feel comfortable with them, but you have to take those steps or you won't reach glory. Okay. And in manifesting the dream that had been a part of my heart for so many years, as many years as I can remember really. And that dream was to help others find their gifts and become their best self and live their best lives. So for me, that was my glory. That was where I was going to step out of my comfort zone and toward Okay, out of the comfort zone and toward your glory. Okay, so for me, I had always dreamt, you know, in my heart that I would create an opportunity or a platform or a way to affect change and to help others better their lives um, in a scalable way, in a way where I could reach many, many, many people and still love, nurture and care for myself and not have burnout. Okay. I do this for all and I specialize in doing this in the music industry and I absolutely love it. So I do it here in Jesse's world for everyone, but I also work in the music industry, helping people fulfill their dreams there. And I love it. I love it in both areas, right? It makes me feel fulfilled and overjoyed and I just love seeing me keep my promises to myself and knowing that those by the simple act of keeping my promises to myself, I'm able to infect change in so many other people. Okay. It's so important to create a lasting life, improving world, improving legacy that for me, that that's my goal gives me energy. It gives me joy. Okay. So the beauty is that I found that, okay, so when I consider the promises and my apprehension for wanting to, my apprehension, like my, my fear of, of actually going after what I want. Okay. Um, when I really look at it and my journey, I find that the beauty is that it's the cracks in my life, all the imperfections that first held me back that eventually highlight, even illuminate my calling. If I wasn't abandoned as a child 
or if my mother didn't go to AA and remain in recovery and share books from Melanie, Melody Beattie and other self-help authors. Um, I probably wouldn't have become obsessed with helping myself heal because I wouldn't have been broken to begin with, right? And I probably would not have done my college placement at the self-help resource center, okay? Where I learned even more about self-improvement, personal development, and just, you know, all of the facets of that. And even got certified in social enterprise development, which is insane because I was one of the first to do it and I was so young, right? Um, yeah, if I didn't go through all those experiences and I didn't have scars and cracks that, that made me want to hide sometimes, I wouldn't know that I wanted to help heal that in others as well, right? If I was not broken, then I guess I wouldn't have been able to be so beautifully put back together again. And I may never have become an empath, right? But through the cracks, my beauty shines and my calling was really born. And to me, that's amazing. So don't be afraid to look at yourself because sometimes it's the thing you fear that is going to give you the biggest blessings. Okay? Trust me. I took one small step. I just started producing this podcast. Okay? What one small step can take you to begin the manifestation? What one what what one small step can you take to begin the manifestation of your dream work? What can you do? What one small step can you take? to begin manifesting what you dream of. What do you dream of? Like first you have to know what you dream of, right? And then you have to think, what step can you take toward that? So uh, maybe I'll do a deep dive one day into Ikigai and how to build a fulfilling life a comprehensive deep dive. Uh, maybe I could do it as a workshop. DM me. Let me know if that's something you would want at Jessica Vibes. Okay. And that would allow us to really dive into purpose and what you want for your life. Uh, but for now, for the purposes of today, let us just begin with one small goal. One promise to yourself that will put you on the path to realizing your professional dream. Okay, so here's a few things I've done as examples. So again, I rolled in the digital marketing program I told you about. I produce this podcast regularly with the goal of becoming more regular because definitely keeping a, a schedule can be challenging for me, but I'm up for the challenge. I'm up for it because we are all works in progress, improving daily. Um, I started to build the website for Jesse's World um, which will be, you know, will provide the community with a deeper and more consistent way to connect and work toward their goals, which I'm so, so excited about. Um, I created strategic guidelines to help add structure to how I operate in both Jesse's World and Platinum Indie, which is the suite of services I provide indie recording artists and their professional teams. 
Um, I outlined my first self-help book, which I'm over the moon about. So these are all like steps that I've taken along the path of manifesting my professional dreams, creating that sense of fulfillment in that at least one third of my life, a little more than one third for me, but yes, right? These steps may seem big, but they are all started small. As I learned to trust myself, I slowly added more and more steps or bigger steps with more depth. I also learned that some goals are ongoing. And so trust and flexibility needs to be ongoing. For example, I had a sore throat this weekend, so I recorded this episode late, but I'm recording it now. And now you're listening to it. Progress, not perfection. I am an expert in progress, not perfection. And I love that. Okay. What small goal will you commit to? Okay. What small goal will you commit to that you will do regularly to move the dial forward on achieving your professional dreams? What small goal? I can't wait to see your small step become a giant leap one day. But first, let's start with your small goal. What is it? And trust me, that's all you have to do. You're already on the path and you've got this. Okay, a quick note, guys, on the power of consistency. So you have your small goal, right? All right, here's your quick note. The power of consistency. Now that you made your personal promise to yourself and your professional promise to yourself, okay, I'm proud of you. Your commitment needs to be that you're going to work toward this promise regularly, aka consistently. Consider how you can turn these, whatever the new step is that you need to do into a habit. Okay. For example, If the new promise was drink more water, one way that you could turn that into a habit would be to keep a Brita at your desk at the office, let's say, and drink water through the day. That way it's not like, oh, you have to get up and pass everybody and come back and get up and go and get up. No, it's right there at your desk. You might go refill it and you might tell yourself, my goal is I'm going to drink two of these a day. Okay. And you're going to drink throughout the day. It's a habit now. You're going to find yourself rather parched in a few weeks if you don't have your Brita, (laughs) okay, because you've developed this habit. Trust me, consistency is the most powerful gift you can give yourself as long as you're consistent in the right direction. All right, guys, it is time for gods and goddesses, all right? We're going to meditate and breathe on the topic that we were just speaking about, all right? You know how this goes, okay? Before we wrap up, Let's remind ourselves that we are all gods and goddesses. Let us take a moment to center ourselves and connect with self. Let's do a little bit of deep breathing right into the belly, guys. You know what it is, in through the nose. Nice tall posture, okay? Out through kissing lips. Send me a kiss. In through the nose. Deep pull, two, three, out through kissing lips. 
feel your nervous system just calming right down in through the nose. Your lungs expanding out through kissing lips. Your body relaxing. And as you continue to breathe, I want you to repeat this affirmation, either out loud or in your head, whatever works for you. But because you're doing your deep breathing, you might want to do it in your head, in through the nose. Hold. Out through kissing lips. I keep my promises to myself. In through the nose. I can trust myself to keep my promises out through kissing lips. My promises are small and manageable in through the nose. I know that every time I keep my promises, breathe out through kissing lips, I bring myself closer to my ideal vision of myself for me. In through the nose, I am the writer of my own story and the architect of my life. Out through kissing lips. I am not defined by my past and my future is mine to shape and decide. Keep breathing in through the nose. My life is carefully and intentionally crafted one small fulfilled promise at a time. I am building the life of my dreams. My promises are rooted in authenticity, in, in authenticity self-love, and my God-given calling. I want what's best for me, and I am prepared to take actionable steps to make my dreams reality. I am committed to me. I keep my promises to me. I trust myself. I love myself. I've got this. And keep breathing in through the nose. How did that affirmation feel for you? Out through kissing lips. Did it connect? In through the nose. In and out. I have a call to action for you today. Okay? Today... If you have not done so already, right after this episode, write down one promise to yourself that will improve you personally and one that will improve you professionally. Write these promises to yourself and the small step that you will do to keep each of those promises to yourself. So one step to make sure that you will keep your personal promise to yourself and one step to keep your professional promise to yourself. Then start today. 
not tomorrow, not the next day, today. Start today fulfilling your commitment to you, okay? And when you do that, when you keep your promises small and manageable, and when you state your promise to yourself in writing, and when you fulfill those promises, you are strengthening your promise muscle, okay, for real, and building your belief in you. Pretty soon, you will see how far you have come and you'll be willing to make, keep, you know, bigger, bolder promises to yourself. You are well on your way to success, my friends. I'm so happy for you. You've definitely got this. Okay? All right. Let's take a moment of gratitude before we wrap up and say toodaloo till next time. Um, today, I am so grateful that I've had the time and opportunity to sit and think about my commitment to myself, my life, my purpose, my calling. I am so overjoyed to have the opportunity to enjoy a new day where I am not just surviving, but where I am putting in practical steps that will make me thrive. I am so pleased to be a part of a community that supports my growth and development and that regularly reminds me to continue working towards becoming the best version of myself. I know that as long as I continue to come back and work on me, I will continue to design and enjoy experiencing my best life. Thank you guys so much for listening to Jesse's World Podcast, episode 27, what, what? Uh, where we are dedicated to helping you become your best self and live your best life. Please like, follow, share, subscribe, and check us out on Instagram at Jesse's World XO. And of course, you can follow your girl, me, Jessica Vibes, um, at Jessica Vibes with a Z on Instagram as well. Check us out next week for another great episode that promises to further you along your transformative journey and personal enlightenment and success goals. Okay, darlings, one love, and I'm wishing you all the best. Chat next week.